0: It's Rover for Northeast Factory Direct. I've been telling you they have the lowest prices anywhere for years now. But now they're actually putting it in writing. They have a one-year best price guarantee. That's right, Alex, the owner, he must have gone crazy. If you buy a furniture or hot tub from Northeast Factory Direct and within one year you find it advertised for less, Alex will refund the difference. There's no gimmick to this. Just save a lot of money. West 140th in Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard in Euclid, Freeway Drive in Macedonia, or shop online at northeastfactorydirect.com.
1: So is that their new uh, like Chaz? Is that their new like uh, ads that they're putting out there from the country of Chaz to get people to visit?
2: Either that or Vacation it's a there? Cologne commercial from the 80s. I'm not sure, <laughs> it's one or the other, jazz.
1: I don't remember Chaz as a cologne.
2: I just happen to remember the commercials. Well,
1: you're, I just remember you're a big the cologne guy.
2: The vo- Oh what? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd remember the voiceover guy saying Chaz. Chaz. And I was amused by it at the time.
1: A bunch of Chaz stories over the weekend. That's still the six blocks taken over by protesters that they de- have declared it's their own country. And the city of Seattle has decided to let it run its course. Let it run its course, it would appear. Rather than saying, hey, you can't, you can't occupy six blocks of a, a city and we have to close the police precinct. But I guess they've thought it'll just run its course. It'll fall apart on its own and maybe they'll, that'll be easier. I don't know. Or they're scared of the left which is what the mayor probably is.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, the, the mayor is, number one, a, a communist herself and terrified of her even more uh, adamant brethren. This from the New York Post.
1: Protesters set up by uh, d- d- a police... Uh, hmm. Protesters demanded that white demonstrators fork, or, fork over $10 to their black counterparts over the weekend in Chaz. I think we have that tape, don't we? Somebody? A anybody? video up. A video uploaded to Twitter Saturday shows a man inside the city's Capitol Hill autonomous jo- zone, or Chaz, urging protesters Chaz. to donate cash.
3: Okay, I want you to find by the end, of, by the time you leave this autonomous zone, I want you to give ten dollars to one African American person from this autonomous zone.
2: White guy, of course.
3: And if you find that's difficult. If you find it's hard for you to give $10 to people of color, to black people especially, you have to think really critically about in the future, are you going to actually give up power and land and capital when you have it? If you if you have a hard time giving up $10, you got to think about, are you really down with this struggle? Are you really down with the movement?
2: I, I actually because if that is a challenge I don't have for to you, think about that. Then
3: I'm unsure if you're in the right place. So find an African-American person. The white people, I see you. I see every single one of you. And I remember your faces. Isn't you clapping find triggering? that African-American person and Ow! you give them Stop $10. It. Cash app. Your clapping month, is scary. $10 me. in your
2: pocket. Aren't we That's supposed my to my jazz do jazz hands? Do it. You're triggering me.
1: So the, the whole, I see every one of you all remember your faces. Is that a threat or what, what is that? He doesn't, I I haven't seen the guy, but he doesn't sound very threatening. Give up (laughs) land. Do You think there's a lot of landowners hanging
2: out in Chaz? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tracts of land. Chaz. Well, you're going to have to give up your capital. Have you ever looked at your paycheck, you jackass? Oof. You give up your capital every, every two weeks. The amount you. of money that has been spent on the very programs you're talking about has been incomprehensible over the last 60, 70 years. So don't act like this is a new thing. Are uh, anybody's money who makes them being taken from them to give to other people? That's not your idea, sir.
1: If you have a hard time giving ten dollars, I think you're not. Uh, I think uh, I'm not sure you're in the right place. Well, I'm, I'm be pretty sure I wasn't in the right place, but. Like. That's a, what an interesting experiment we've got going on. So, we mentioned the walls. A lot of people, are, you know, getting a kick out of the irony of that. Yes. Um, yes, I am. They have borders and they enforce them because
2: you have to. They built a wall <laughs> and made Seattle pay for it. <laughs> but how perfect ha- is that?
1: You have to have borders and you have to enforce them. It's just, you know, the logic of the way anything works. <laughs> um, but, the, but then the fact that they've decided they're going to have, it's going to be a, a democracy and they're going to have some sort of elections and only people from Chaz can vote. Well, right. how. How are you gonna make sure only people from Chaz can vote? Is are you gonna to have to check people's IDs? Before that sounds you can like vote? a good idea to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna to have to have some sort of registration to show that you're from Chaz And, 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 and make sure people, people only vote
2: once. Right? <laughs> yes, solid ideas. Oh boy. So I love this from the USA today. Young white people wander what's become known as Chaz. 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 White cloth seltzers in hand as a tuba player lofts a Johnny Tune into the evening air. A woman draws chalk art on the street as dozens of others wait patiently in line to buy hot dogs, ignoring the free food piled across the street at the no-cop co-op tent. A red-haired woman roller skates in turquoise boots, and couples wander the six-block area with $16 craft Negronis. That's an unfortunately named uh, cocktail. $16? Yeah, well, they're craft. That would be a good drink. And they have craft ice in them. Uh, Pilates instructor poses for photos at the Free Cap Hill sign, and a group of people sit on couches at the Conversation Cafe near the post-it-covered Dream Board. And then uh, they go to uh, black activists saying, I don't think these people know why we're here and what we're doing. This has degenerated into a slightly rainier Burning Man. And, oh,
1: rain here Burning Man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Chad.
1: That's my own <laughs> that's, that's my funny. own
2: phrase. Uh, and and so yeah, it's just degenerated into a party and some of the hardcore activist types are like, "Who are you people? What are you doing?" This is not a party, but it is a party. This poor girl posted this though. Disclaimer, this happened 2 years 2 uh, hours ago. I'm still recovering from the shock as all my valuables have been stolen. Came back from a walk to my tent and all my valuable items are gone. My laptop Power banks, cash, $400, entire backpack with my weak supplies are now gone. I completely zipped up my tent before leaving it, but don't take it for granted. Lock it up or bring your valuables with you. And she's been wandering around asking people for help. People have been very sympathetic, but yeah, she got all her stuff stolen in Chaz. Chaz. She's got a 16-inch MacBook Pro. It's like a $3,000 computer, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so I didn't see this video. There's so many videos flying around about Chaz and uh, and and people have them to back up the narrative that in the, in the new age of narrative. It's all about narrative. Um, if you get more videos out, you win. Uh, that seems to be the way it works. So there's lots of videos going around where it does look just look like a, a fun street party, lots of dancing and music and food and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And then you got the videos where they're like, uh, you know, making people kneel or demanding money or whatever. Um, arguing
2: bitterly over what to call it.
1: So I came across this one though. The autonomous zone has the right to reject you. A citizen of Chaz yells at a street preacher who showed up and started, you know, preaching the gospel. Yeah. Being held down by Antifa as he screams, "I'm a free citizen!" While they pry the speaker, they pry the speaker from his hands. I guess they meant the um, megaphone. Megaphone. Yeah. And a chokeholded at him at one point, face down. Correct, which of course you know evokes a certain memory.
2: Right, bystanders started screaming about that, and the guy ended up being dragged off, semi-conscious. It was a brutal video.
1: Uh, The mayor of Seattle tweeted over the weekend: "Seattle is fine. Don't be so afraid of democracy." Jonah Goldberg said, "Okay, here's your essay question, Ms. Mayor: How do you, how does seizing public and private property and open declarations of secession amount to democracy?"
2: Um, and beating people down and dragging them off semi-conscious because you didn't like what they were saying. Well, we've got to
1: we got to play. Uh, Tucker had some really snarky comments about the uh, farming they're attempting to do. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of this. I did not see that. They've uh, they, they 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 well you know it's a commune sort of thing, and they plowed up a little land in the park and they're planting stuff because they're trying to provide their own food and keep it going. Uh, they're big building an agricultural infrastructure is what they're attempting to do. Excellent. They're going to grow their own crops. Fabulous. Nearby, we the people
0: on this farm.
1: Nearby in Washington, violent rioters dressed in black smashed businesses in downtown Olympia, Washington. This happened a lot of places around the country, but they also went to the home of the mayor and vandalized it with messages in support of Black Lives Matter. Uh, yesterday, and back in the back in Chaz. This is from Andy Nose um, uh, Twitter feed. We've had him on, right? We have. A woman who carried a U.S. flag into the autonomous zone yesterday says someone slashed her tires overnight at her home after she was chased out by people for uh, having the flag. She was followed by a masked man in a car with no license plates, she claims. Um, I'm not using the word claim prejudicially. I'm just saying that she says that. it's
2: Well, I appreciate that. That's some old-school journalism. If you don't know that it's true, say that's what she says. That That sort of journalism is lost, and... We'll be returning to the fabulous blast Matt Taibbi put out uh, about uh, modern journalism and in just, a little bit.
1: And just fitting in with this whole protest thing, whether they're peaceful or not. Uh, over the weekend in Germany, giant protests uh, in lots of different cities, but a huge one in Berlin. And uh, government officials are a little confused as to what's driving these protests. It's, it's a mix of all kinds of things demands for greener policies, immigration rights, animal rights, racial justice, Black Lives Matter movement, all that sort of stuff. They're just and and people are trying to figure out psychologically what w- what is with some of the protests that are happening in America and around the world. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a mix of a whole bunch of different things. Is it did the coronavirus lockdown lead to this? Where we all stuck in our homes? Some some people say, I think, in the some, stoop. some people say that by being stuck in our homes, we became more aware of what's really important, maybe. Oh, boy. Um, or we're just like, we got pent-up frustration all the way around, or what.
2: But Or well, people were just taking in more media. And back to what I said last hour, the media is a bizarre, funhouse mirror view of the world. Mm-hmm. That's, That's something. Yeah.
1: Chaz continues a- on, though. I'd say, been a country for, what, five days now? Six days?
2: Yeah. Chaz. Yep. So far, so good. Uh, they, they're they not sure what to call it, but, you know, there's a, a long debate about what to call this country. Sure.
1: Uh, got a good thing um, coming up. They nailed down what are the most dangerous and least dangerous places to catch the coronavirus now that, you know, so many places are opening back up. Mm. Now you can make your own decision, should I go here or there. I got one through ten. They got them ranked one through ten. Wow. And it's pretty handy. Well, number seven shocked me. Number seven. Oh, well, you got to be an adult to hear it.
4: Oh, wow. It's
1: something. Stay tuned. Yes, there's some way to legally force a 50-game baseball season to happen, but the players still might resist it and battle it. I don't know. Maybe we can talk more about that there later. There is? Oh, that's interesting. And you got got uh, war going on in the NBA. Uh, some of the players don't want to play for personal reasons. A lot of them are wanting to make it a Black Lives Matter uh, protest sort of thing to not have an NBA season. LeBron really wants to have an NBA season, I think, because he'd win another title. It would be part of it. But uh, mm. anyway...
2: Oh, uh, we'll get into that. Later. Boy, yeah. Golf came back and it started with a long speech about social justice. I was like, all right, Jim Nance. And it was pretty well done and everything. But I thought, I I, I'm trying to escape. escape, please. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, So I, I, I feel
1: like just my own thermometer of this is I've been less concerned about the coronavirus than average for most of this period. I feel like I'm now on the other side of it and I'm more concerned of it than the average person, but. That's just my sense Uh, as the cases are starting to come back so many places, including China. But anyway, uh, as they're loosening up all across the country, uh, we now get to make our own decision and our way risks on our own. Things are open. We can decide I'm going to go there. I'm not going to go there. So there are Uh some guidelines being put out there by the government and a number of other organizations to avoid the disease. By the way, there's a reconfirmation out that it's fairly hard to get it from a surface touching something. You can get it, but that's not the way it's spreading. Really, it's it's okay. the droplets in the air. So. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, to avoid the deadly disease, scientists say people should consider five risks before they venture out. So you're thinking: should I go to the movie theater, play golf, whatever? Proximity to people, the likelihood others will practice safe behavior, exposure time, personal health risks. That's all the things you weigh in there. Okay. So by using that, they have put together the 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 most dangerous to least dangerous places. Do you oh. want to? You want most dangerous to least or least to most?
2: Let's go least to most. Okay. And we need to post this at armstrongandgetty.com. This sounds very useful for folks.
1: Uh, (laughs) There's a number of things. It's a long list of things, but they pick out like a a couple to make the point. Mm. The least dangerous things. Being on the moon. Restaurant takeout and tennis are the least (laughs) dangerous things you
2: can do. All right.
1: So I'm running around with my little Chinese box of food, trying to play tennis.
2: Right, exactly. My box of sweet and sour pork. Should have oh, order negrol? You can hold it more easily.
1: Tennis. Tennis courts have been closed where I live for like three months. It's the least dangerous
2: thing out there. Well, because somebody might breathe on the ball and it'll fly through the air, and blah blah blah. That never made sense.
1: Uh, number two, counting up to more dangerous: pumping gas, walking, running, and biking. That's a number two. Biking. I've been I've been not touching the gas handle. I I, I use paper towels. Nice so.
2: job, gas handle. <laughs> um, uh, burr. yeah, I, I try not to as well because I don't know. It's who's always been a little there. gooey. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I you know I, I gas up right near an interstate, and you know you don't know where these people have been.
1: No, nah, you don't. Uh, risk factor number three is we count out libraries, museums, grocery stores. It's good to see grocery stores are so low down. Uh,
2: well, they're level three, aren't they?
1: They're kind of in the middle. Well, we're going up to we're going up to 9 so okay. oh gosh uh, sorry
2: yeah thought we were we're counting up five. from
1: 1 to 9 there's there's 9 yeah. different categories and okay. from least dangerous to most dangerous
2: and your grocery is uh 3 huh yeah which okay. uh,
1: right. i wonder if that's a lot of it just how hard they're working at being safe and,
2: <gasps> yeah and, and just, when
1: i go to everybody's got a mask on mm. if everybody's got a mask on in the grocery store i got to believe it'd be very difficult to get it
2: oh yeah how absolutely. would it even happen if the person standing Next to you in line just was coughing having a fit. Have a coughing to go th- fit. Through
1: their mask. And, and you th-
2: didn't flee. It'd come out the
1: sides. And then you'd have to get it into your mask. Right. So it'd have to get through their mask and through your mask. It'd be yeah. pretty hard.
2: Yeah. Well if it gets lodged on your mask and you touch it, you know, and then you go to rubbing your eyes and
1: I walk Sting around with my fingers in my nose. That's just the way ears. I walk around. All right, so.
2: it's a sensible precaution.
1: I better hurry if I'm going to get through. But anyway, that was libraries, grocery stores, hotels, and golf courses are, are a three. Uh, up to four as we get uh, more dangerous. Busy city sidewalks and dentist offices. God, how's a dentist office not higher than that? You have people sticking their, their faces right in front of you. Anyway, uh, counting up. Planes, beaches, bowling alleys, and backyard barbecues is right in the middle. Planes. And backyard barbecues, huh? That's
2: counterintuitive. Uh,
1: Movie theaters, hair salons, and barbershops are at six. If barbershops and hair salons are kind of in the middle, how have they ended up being the last thing to reopen? I repeat my screed about
2: tennis. Doesn't Hmm. make any sense. Public pools are... uh, Stupid and arbitrary.
1: Public pools are up toward the top of dangerous, which is really bad news because my kids really want the public pool to open up this year.
2: Too much mung in there for me.
1: Uh, Eight sports stadiums, gyms, amusement parks, churches, and buffets. That's almost your top level of dangerous. Mm. Sports stadiums, gyms, amusement parks, churches, and buffets. Again, with the gym, depends on the gym. If everybody's wiping down and wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, how dangerous could it be? People People are being pretty
2: painstaking at gyms from the, what I understand.
1: And the most dangerous at the very top, bars. That's a number nine. Bars. And, and whorehouses.
2: Bar, bars, whorehouses, and large music
1: concerts. Ah. I gotta yeah. believe I wouldn't go to a concert, probably. What's the difference between a large music concert and a sporting event? Good question. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Wait, I could do a wait, deep dive a on it. Singing along? I don't, I don't know. know. Might be, because I keep hearing about the protests and the danger there was people chanting and expelling, so maybe oh, it's yeah. singing along at concerts.
2: Could be. Stop it. You can't sing anyway. Armstrong and Getty The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Protesters in England get this. They wrote racist on a statue of Winston Churchill. Wow. Uh, responded World War II.
4: Uh, what do you hear about the other guy?
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy.
2: Yeah, I know. So,
1: uh, Winston Churchill uh, statue getting spray-painted. Thomas Jefferson statue taken down. Thomas Jefferson, third president of the United States. Where would that happen? Portland, Oregon, in front of Jefferson High School. Uh, It was torn off its base Sunday night and torn down during a Black Lives Matter rally, though it's not clear if it was Black Lives Matter people that tore it down. That's a decent guess, but it also could be Russians. It could be right wingers who want to make Black Lives Matter look. This is how bad it is hard to say i mean we live in a very uh, weird cynical world of this and that
2: but so we're in a situation where you might have a uh, 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 allegedly a white supremacist fighting an antifa guy for the right to tear down a statue to make the other one look bad or because you want or sincerely want the statue to look uh, to be torn down perhaps Right, it, it, uh, I think that, or you just are trying to start a race war, like lunatics have been doing for for many many years. Uh, and
1: Tim Sandver, Sandifer was tweeting, "How blanking stupid do you have to be to vandalize a statue of John Greenleaf Whittier, who I didn't particularly know, but uh, he was a prominent Quaker abolitionist known for his anti-slavery rate writings. That's one of the reasons his statues exist. But it all got all kinds of spray painted and messed up. And it doesn't really matter. He's
2: a white man, and he's a. Uh, it's part of the patriarchy." systemic racism.
1: I was looking at my Twitter feed and realized that I got way more replies and retweets of my movie review of The Wrong Missy <laughs> than I did of my wife feeding a baby kitten. So I'm trying to figure out what's popular oh. on the Twitter feed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I saw the extended trailer from that movie. Oh, it's freaking hilarious. It uh, it looked uh, uh, s- stupid delicious. Oh. I mean sick. like
1: the first 10 minutes I watched three times. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's an Adam Sandler, David Spade sort of thing. Yes. And if you like that sort of thing, you'll love that sort of thing. Yes. A, and damn, it, it was funny. I love the baby kitten, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was pretty kidding. cute. You could hear it doing its little uh, milk drinking. Little kitten noises. Yeah, little kitten noises. Uh, so we've been reading from this Matt Taibbi piece. He's an interesting dude. He's uh, I've been following him for many, many years. I miss used to have him on his show all through the, like, 90s. When he was like a young go-getter. Now he's a guy in his 50s. Um, uh, And he's he's a full-on liberal lefty. But liberal small L like believes in free speech and crazy stuff like that. And and fighting the power. And the power has shifted. And he wrote a piece over the weekend in which he says the left has lost its mind. And uh, he's right. And we're dipping in and out of it. But I wanted to hit this piece because I thought it was amazing. Each passing day sees more scenes that recall something closer to cult religion than politics. White protesters in Floyd's Houston hometown kneeling and praying to black residents for forgiveness for years and years of racism. That's something. I am. But what are are we to make of white police in Cary, North Carolina, kneeling and washing the feet of black pastors? What about Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer kneeling while dressed in Africa Kenti clothes scarves? There is symbolism here that goes beyond frustration with police or even with racism. These are orgiastic, quasi-religious, and most of all, deeply weird scenes. And the press is so paralyzed to uh, too paralyzed to wonder at it. In a business where the first job requirement was once the willingness to ask tough questions, we've become afraid to ask the obvious questions. Wow! Yeah, the, the press is paralyzed to say, "Is this? Uh, why are you doing this? Or is this a good idea? Or is this too much?" No, we're just. We'll just keep our mouths shut.
2: The uh, the opening to his piece, uh, he he begins with uh, some uh, he lays the wood to Trump, uh, establishing his uh, his anti-Trump and lefty, uh, you know bona fides. But he says on the other side of the political aisle, among self-described liberals, we're watching an intellectual revolution. It feels liberating to say, after years of tiptoeing around the fact, but the American left has lost its mind. It's become a cowardly mob of upper-class social media addicts, Twitter robespierres who move from discipline to discipline, torching reputations and jobs with breathtaking casualness. The leaders of this new movement are replacing traditional liberal beliefs about tolerance, free inquiry, and even racial harmony with ideas so toxic and unattractive that they eschew debate, moving straight to shaming, threats, and intimidation. They're counting on the guilt-ridden, self-flagellating nature of traditional American progressives who will not stand up for themselves and will walk to the razor voluntarily. And then, you know what? This this part's really important. I'm going to read this to you, too. They've conned organization after organization into empowering panels to search out thought crime. And it's established now that anything can be an offense from a UCLA professor placed under investigation for reading Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail out loud we talked about that last last week to a data scientist fired from a research firm forget this retweeting an academic study suggesting nonviolent protests may be more politically effective than violent ones then he goes into the long list of incidents lately in the guy which actually got
1: fired for that yeah yeah that's the whole, we live in a postmodern world and, you know, wh- what name is going to stick. Right. Modernity was science and fact and not superstition and witchcraft and that sort of stuff. Well, we're going back to uh, what James Lindsay calls, we're going into an age of narrative. You just, you come up with a story that you believe in and you won't allow any facts to get in the way of that. And you just push forward with your narrative. Mm-hmm. And we all only seek out information that backs the narrative we like. And ignore anything else that could get in the way. To the extent that at a, in a university sitting, setting, which is supposed to be the home of facts and reason, a guy comes up with data that shows that peaceful, peaceful protests are more effective and loses his job for pointing
2: that out. Right, right. That is so scary. Well, in and uh, Taibi and his piece, which we'll post a link to or we'll already have probably at armstrongandgetty.com, but we'll be sure to do it um, as soon as possible. Uh, he goes into the hostage video style apologies that everybody's having to issue. It, it reminds me very much of incredibly troubling uh, film I've seen because it was film at the time of people being forced to confess in the, the show trials in, uh under Mao in China where they're bloodied and beaten and were on their knees with their hands tied behind their back, confessing that they were indeed counter revolutionaries and the rest of it. Occasionally, they were spared. Often, they were they're murdered on the spot, having confessed. And everybody went back to their homes, saying, "I ain't saying nothing," which is the idea, of course, to silence you. But anyway, he gets into uh, the the fi- famous Times editorial page uh, dealio, where Senator Tom Cotton uh, wrote that you know we need to send in the troops to the rioting cities as a show of force to calm everything down. They ran that and and maybe you agree with that maybe you don't that's not the point w- we're right and and actually I will get back to that in a minute cuz it 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 shows how mind blowing this is but many many of the New York Times reporters their young reporters and workers and and support staff whatever they went nuts and they said this actually puts our black staffers at risk to their of their lives and and so the New York Times freaked out they apologized. Well, first they apologized for running it and added an addendum to Cotton's editorial, um, and then they removed it completely. Apologized, and the editorial director resigned, humiliated, and hounded out of his own newsroom. And this is proof of what I was trying to say earlier about how the media and these these you know Maoist French revolutionary lunatics who are trying to silence everybody. This is how crazy they are and how the media is a funhouse mirror view of America. And this is Matt Taibbi writing. As Cotton points out in the piece, he was advancing a view arguably held by a majority of the country. A morning consult poll showed 58% of Americans either strongly or somewhat supported the idea of calling in the U.S. military to supplement city police forces. That survey included 40% of self-described liberals and 37% of African Americans. To declare a point of view held by that many people... Not only not worthy of discussion, but so toxic that publication of it without even necessarily agreeing with it requires dismissal of the person in charge is a dramatic reversal for a newspaper that's long cast itself as a nation, national paper of record. Incidentally, that same poll cited by Cotton showed that 73% of Americans describe protecting property as very important. An additional 16% considered it somewhat important. This means the Philadelphia Inquirer editor was fired for running a headline, Building Matters Too." Buildings Matter too. that the poll said expressed a view held by 89% of the population and two-thirds of African Americans. He points out the headline was dumb. Don't use the word matter right now. It's just dumb. But the idea that... For running story, supported by 89% of the population, you have to be fired? That's how dangerous these Robespierres are. It's a reference to the French Revolution.
1: Well, and Howard Kurtz saying we're in a a battle for the solo journalism is not an overstatement at all. We're either going to have something like a press that is willing to... uh, have some sort of even close-to-open-honest discussion about the issues of the day, or we're not. And right now, it would appear we're not. Uh, Maybe what happens is something rises up to replace the New York Times of the world. You can't even say that. The New York Times is so unique. It has been the leading newspaper on Earth for quite some time. Mm. Um, If it is now to the point where it's just not interested in engaging in discussions uh, about anything they don't agree with, then something else will have to rise up. How long will that take? And will it ever happen?
2: And will the country survive waiting till it gets there? I don't I don't think it, it will for a very long time. Uh, I was talking to Judy about this over the weekend, and, and we'll get back to more of Matt Tybee's stuff because it's so great. But um, even during, like, in 1968... Uh, all the the race riots the burning of the cities the assassinations the rest of it horrific in the vietnam war in the background sort of um martin luther king junior's message and and all of the leaders at the time was well not all of them but most of them was uh, you know to to paraphrase uh, king at at the lincoln memorial was we're here to cash the check y'all wrote You promised all these things. It's the foundation of this country. you got to live up to your own promises, which is an argument of moral and logical power so irresistible nobody could resist it except just stone racists. But now the activists are rejecting the very principles that are irresistible if you're talking about justice. They're saying, no, we need to tear up, tear all of that up. We have no common principles. Your common principles are racist because they're not anti-racist. So the th- stuff that held us together in the midst of the tumult in 1968 is vanishing, particularly if you're under 35 or, or you're uh, a, a terrified, self-delusional, educated suburban liberal woman mostly, um, who's on your knees in front of the Maoist court begging for your life. So I worry, I really worry. Um, you know, I often say, well the Republic has endured a lot of awful stuff, and but now I'm now I'm starting to wonder.
1: No, this this could be the craziest time culturally in our nation's history. It's 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 hard to wrap your head around. It's really, really out there.
2: I mean, the Confederacy for all for all of its defending slavery and wanting to keep it, which is horrific. They were appealing to common values, saying, "No, we got to leave because y'all are not living up to your promises." But now nobody cares about those promises anymore. Uh, well, not nobody. Obviously, y'all care, and I care. And Jack cares. So, more of the Taibbi piece. His summary is. Uh, Devastating.
1: Our text line is four one five two nine five kftc including a couple of texts from people. There's just plenty of they just full-on believe this whole coronavirus thing is, you know, a made-up attempt to bring down Trump. Um, that and other stuff on the way.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. As with so many great nations, the creation story of jazz holds innumerable lessons for all of us. It's a tale of unlikely good fortune and the triumph of perseverance over hardship. How do a group of people with no useful skills, no record of achievement or personal hygiene, a group capable of smashing windows and setting fires but nothing else, how do a group like that create an entirely new nation? Well, that's a question we may soon face here in the United States, in fact, given our current trajectory. It's never easy to build things with people who can only destroy. And yet, Chaz pulled it off. With grit and determination, this plucky little nation managed to give birth to itself. And in the process, a whole new era of democratic self-government.
1: Well, Tucker Carlson is using his serious voice, but I believe he's being sarcastic. (laughs) Uh, But he goes on to talk about their new agricultural efforts in Chaz.
4: Chaz Chaz does have one functioning institution. It's a Department of Agriculture. It's up and running. Chazistanis are a proud, independent people, and they plan to feed themselves. (laughs) Take a look at Chaz's first collective farm. No, it's not Kansas at harvest time. You don't see swaying fields of wheat, but it's a start. The farmers of Chaz have big dreams. They imagine several more square feet of kale and organic scallions planted in Dixie cups and, of course, cannabis. Lots and lots of stinky indica buds for the people. The Chazistanis may not know a lot about agriculture, but they have heart, as they often say as they work the fields. If they could do it in Jonestown, we can do it here. Oh, boy. That's 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 an unfortunate (laughs) reference to the cult (laughs) that a thousand people died.
1: Oh, my God. The whole Chaz story is so damned entertaining. It Uh,
2: really is. And watching video updates, except for where they're, like, beating people unconscious, um, which is, you know, probably the exception, but... Uh, It's so funny hearing them scream at each other over a guy was going to take down the Chaz sign because somebody came up with chop Capitol Hill occupied protest. Okay. Um, And and they're having bitter arguments and there was only one ladder uh, and and they're arguing over who would possess the ladder and put up their sign. (laughs) I mean, that stuff. Oh, that just made my weekend (laughs) delightful.
1: There was another video I saw where somebody was on a, a stage with the, with the microphone, aka the conch shell. So that person had the right to speak at that moment. Yes. And, uh, somebody else got on stage and was kind of just doing some trollish stuff and not letting the conversation happen. So she turns to the crowd and says, any white people in the crowd with a background in security? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh boy. <laughs> so is this, what's this? Chaz anthem. Do they have an anthem? I haven't heard this. Have you heard this, Sean?
2: Or is I'm not. Is that a sarcastic reference to Well, we just play it. We'll find out together. Which, I uh, think that may be an you know, effort the, in humor. The, the
1: long one is 12. The short one is 8. So let's go ahead and play the long one at 12 yeah. seconds. Uh, number? 60? Yeah.
2: Yeah! yeah. Oh, oh, these are okay, just okay, these. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Freedom. It's a great feeling to do what you want to do,
0: be what you want to be.
1: Chaz, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. Chaz. It's a cologne. Jazz. It's a cologne and a country in the middle of Seattle. Uh, I don't I, How long does it last? How long do they let them do
2: that? Well, I would suggest that Friattle has had near anarchy in a lot of places for a long time. Uh, Bomb and Junkie Villes, where you know, they give them food and tents and needles and, and, and the rest of it. And so this is, I mean, if you spend a lot of time in Seattle, this is not, I mean, this is obviously a different degree of that, but it's similar. There are plenty of parks and underpasses and, and bike trails and sure. stuff in Seattle that are already The Chaz, fact
1: that it includes a police precinct that they shut down, though, is the difference maker to me.
2: Right. It's the next logical step. What they're going to do, I, I do not know. And the police chief was actually saying some pretty righteous stuff um, about, look, People are still getting beaten beaten and robbed and raped around here. And instead of us taking five minutes to get there, it's taking us 15. And that's not good, but nobody cares about that because cops are bad. Matt Taibbi actually has a, a great example in his piece. They were talking on CNN about um, defunding the police. And uh, one of the, uh, the dopey anchorettes there uh, said, what if in the middle of the night... Oh, I'm sorry, this is Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender. Oh, she was asked, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? When Bender, who's white, answered, I know that comes from a place of privilege. Taibbi says, questions popped into my mind. Does privilege mean one should let someone break into one's home? Or that one shouldn't ask that hypothetical question? I was genuinely confused. So, yeah. So, all right, the folks in this neighborhood... Plenty of people of color are getting beaten and robbed and raped, and the cops can't show up. Uh, Are we okay with this? But nobody wants to answer those questions in Chaz.
1: Are our sports coming back? There's an update on Major League Baseball and the NBA to hit you with, and it's not looking good really for either, unfortunately. So stay here.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Hey, it's Rover for Northeast Factory Direct. I've been telling you they have the lowest prices anywhere for years now. But now they're actually putting it in writing. They have a one-year best price guarantee. That's right. Alex, the owner, he must have gone crazy. If you buy a furniture or hot tub from Northeast Factory Direct and within one year you find it advertised for less, Alex will refund the difference. There's no gimmick to this. Just save a lot of money. West 140th in Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard in Euclid, Freeway Drive in Macedonia, or shop online at northeastfactorydirect.com.